Greetings to each and every one of you. Welcome to our podcast. This is N.I. Malevu. Welcome to Waves of Wisdom. We are doing Law of Attraction, but today we are focusing on the Boomerang Law of Giving. You are going to enjoy this. Just hold on. Stay tuned. We're coming right back. Here's the thing is when you're really a spiritual person, when you're really a godly man or woman, you will be a merciful person, not a condemning person. Because here's the thing that we need to realize. If we know anything of God's forgiveness in our life, we should be forgiving other people. Forgiven people are forgiving people. And if you're not a forgiving person, I have to question how much you know about God's forgiveness that has been extended toward you. You say, well, Greg, you don't understand. People have hurt me. Oh, sure, I understand that. But let me say this to you. To not forgive a person is like drinking rat poison and waiting for the rat to die. Does that make sense? See, the best thing to do with rat poison is to give it to the rat. You should not drink it. So in the same way, when we don't forgive, guess who suffers? Us. Because that person may be oblivious to the fact that we're upset with them. You know, they walk into the room and we see them and we, we're all steamed up. Oh, 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 don't get me started. You know, and, and the person just, hey, how's it going? They just walk in, walk out. Guess who's getting eaten up here? Guess who drank the rat poison? You. Man, I hate that statement. Did I say I hate that statement? Yes, I really hate that statement. But please don't get me wrong. I do not hate the man of God. I love the man of God. But I hate that statement. Unforgiveness is like drinking a red poison and expect the rat to die. Well, that's not what the apostles thought. When you read the word of God in the book of Luke chapter 17, from verse 4 to verse 5. And it came to pass, sorry, I'm reading, ah, okay. Now, uh, Luke chapter 17, verse 4 and 5. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. The apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. What does this mean? This simple means the apostles, one, they knew that they had faith. Two, they knew that it will will take faith for us to be able to forgive people as the Lord requires. Without faith, it is impossible. People cannot forgive without faith. And that's not all. These were the apostles who had faith. That's number one. Number two, they realized that they could not forgive even though they had faith. Now, it meant they they needed to be taught how to use their faith to forgive 
in other words having faith to forgive is not enough you need to be taught how to use your faith to forgive so forgiveness is not something simple people tend to make forgiveness to be something that you know you just do easily and if it's so then we don't need faith to forgive okay uh let me not uh be excited we're still going to dive into the subject and um you will realize really why i say i hate this segment and you will realize why i say people need to be taught how to forgive as the word of god says i've written a book a few years ago codes of forgiveness i was frustrated by the same thing that people have taken the subject of forgiveness out of its context and uh they are pushing you know uh, forgiveness down the throats of people who do not have faith number one others who do have faith they do not know how to forgive instead of us teaching people number one that listen guys forgiveness is very important but you cannot forgive people according to the requirements of God without faith so when we say that we make people realize that they need to have faith to forgive number 2 people need to be taught how to utilize how to use their faith to forgive that is why we teach the principles the codes that for uh, that governs forgiveness Okay, after this short break, we're going to dive into the subject. Don't forget. What we are dealing with today is law of attraction, the boomerang law of giving. All right, welcome back. Um Let's read that scripture again. There's something that I want to show you before we carry on. Uh we were reading from the book of Luke chapter 17 and we were reading verse 4 and 5. I read this scripture. I wanted to point out something that uh you cannot just expect people to forgive if they do not have faith. This is what Jesus said to the apostles. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day and seven times in a day return again to thee saying i repent thou shalt forgive him and the apostle said unto the lord increase our faith listen to the answer that jesus gave and the lord said if ye have faith as grain of mustard seed and sorry ye shall say unto this sacrament tree be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea and it should obey you in other words the lord was saying in the subject in the context of forgiveness it is like speaking to a tree saying to a tree pluck yourself out by the roots and go not be thrown into the sea and go plant yourself or be planted in the sea <laughs> in the sea 
And Jesus said, the tree will obey you. What was Jesus trying to say? You can do the impossible with faith. What is the context? Forgiveness. Forgiveness is impossible without faith. And then um, after we have uh, studied the subject of uh, forgiveness, we will talk about a very interesting subject. Please make sure that you don't miss the next episode. Uh, and then um, now let's just carry on. We said we're going to uh, look into the subject of the boomerang law of giving. But all this is in the context of the law of attraction. Now, we are starting. But please bear with me. I've just left the subject of forgiveness hanging. But we are, we are going to address it as we continue. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. That's our foundational scripture. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom? For with the same measure that ye make, with all it shall be measured to you again. Now, here Jesus is giving us a principle of giving. Even though that this scripture is mostly used uh, to in the churches to talk about money, to talk about giving food, to talk about giving clothes, to talk about giving material things. But this scripture, in its context, it has nothing to do with material things. What was Jesus talking about? Let's go to verse 38. No, no, not, not verse 38. We need to go to the verse before that. What was Jesus talking about before he said, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So, Jesus was talking about two things. He was talking about condemning people and forgiving people. He, he said, If you condemn people, you too, you shall be condemned with the same measure. If you don't forgive people, you too, you shall not be forgiven. And as a result of those statements, he then said, Give, it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So the context of this uh, principle was not to give physical things, physical material. It, he was talking about giving a mental attitude and actions. Mental attitude can be given or expressed in actions. What is condemn, con, uh, uh, condemning? When you are condemning people, what are you doing? In your mind, you are judging them. You are placing a certain standard. If they do not meet that standard or if they violated those standards that are in your mind, whether they know them or whether they do not know them, but those standards are known by you. And therefore, you decide, you make a conclusion to judge 
those people. That is condemnation. You are condemning those people. And you, there are two ways that you can condemn people. You can condemn people by your words. You can speak words of condemnation. Or number two, you can do actions to condemn whatsoever action that you have judged. So Jesus was saying, the same measure that you are judging people, you shall be judged. Same thing with unforgiveness. If you understand the principles that governs forgiveness, forgiveness is given, but we're still going to come to that. When you give forgiveness, it will come back to you. Let me say that again. When you give forgiveness, it will come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So, what do we learn from this? Whatever we give in terms of attitude, in terms of words, in terms of actions, it will definitely come back to us. It will come back to us good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. What does that mean? It means whatsoever attitude that you give out there to the people, it is going to come back to you, but it's not going to come back to you as you gave it. It is going to come back to you pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You need to have a picture of a basket. When you fill the basket with cotton, you press it down. You shake it and you fill it again until it runs over. It means now they take or the universe or the law or God have created this law that it will take your words, it will take your actions, it will take your attitude and it will put it in a measure, the measure that you have given. It will press it down, it will shake it together, and it will fill it until it runs over. And it will come back to you. And I like what Jesus said. He said, men shall give unto your bosom. So this principle is a principle that is horizontal. It's a principle that operates to people and within or in the midst of the people. This is, this is very important. Now, um, what happened when something bad happens to us? Automatically, this is how God has designed us. If someone gives you uh, a negative attitude, if you feel whatsoever the person has done to you is unfair, Inside of you, you will have a necessity for justice. You will want that person to get what he deserves. That is not wrong. It is how we are designed. We are designed like that to seek for justice. So when somebody says something bad to, uh, against you or to you or does something bad to you, automatically you don't need to go to school for this automatically you will have something happening inside of you that 
strong desire that I wish what that person is doing to me can get what he deserves. That's a need for justice. Why God put this need in inside of us? It is one because the Bible says he is faithful and just. He is the king of justice. Our God is just. He created the universe to operate on the laws that are just. So whenever you feel that edge that says, you know, you will get what's coming. You will get what you deserve. That's not wrong. That is what, uh, that's how we are created. Okay. Now, why did God put that in our system? He did that so that we will make means to seek justice. We know that we are governed by, uh, by people. Uh, we are all under authority. And uh, if something happens to you, you would want justice. You will have that edge that, you know, I want justice. And then what, what is it that you will do? You will go to the police, you will go to the judge, you will go to whosoever represents authority so that you may have justice. Now, there is a trick there. Okay, before I come to that. Number two, this is how we're designed. After seeking for justice, we desire to be comforted and restored. This is very important. Number one, when something happens to you, when you feel violated, when you feel that you're hurt, you automatically want the particular person who is hurting you, who is violating you, who is abusing you, to get what he deserves for hurting you. That is a need for justice. Number two, you want to be comforted. Number three, you want to be restored. Then you can carry on with your life. But as I said before, there is a twist, there is a trick to this. While you are still seeking justice, if you do not trust the law, that this law governs, this law works like a boomerang. A boomerang is an instrument um, that when you throw it in the air, it comes back to you. So this law operates on those principles. Whatsoever you give, it will come back to you, but it will not come back to you as you throw as you threw it. It will come back to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. So now, when something bad happens to you, you need to trust that law. That law was created before you were born. It, it existed before you were born. It happens on its own. It's a law that God has created just like gravity, just like uh, every uh, scientific law, magnetism, whatsoever scientific law you can think of. Once it is activated, it just works on its own. So this law as well, once somebody gives, if you do something good, it will come back to you. Don't worry. Don't even expect the person that you are doing something good towards to, to do something back to you. No. Just rely, trust that the law will work. Whatever you do, it will come back to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together and running over.
So if you are a person who likes doing good things, guess what? Good things are going to come back to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. That's the law of attraction. Whatever you do will come back to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. People who are living a fulfilled life are people who are givers. They give. They make sure that they are careful of what they are giving. They are careful of the attitude that they are giving. They are careful of the words that they are giving. They are careful of... That is why if you understand the teachings that Jesus taught here, oh my God, you will live a good life. Because you'll be, you'll be very careful of the attitude that you give. This law works automatically. Have you ever noticed that when you are, um, maybe you meet a person with a bad attitude? You may have had a wonderful day. Once you meet a person with a bad attitude, guess what? The law kicks in straight away. You just want to give the bad attitude back. It's the law. It works automatically. So people who are smart, people who are wise, they are careful of reacting and be tricked to give evil for evil. Because when you give evil things, it doesn't matter whether evil things were happened or, or uh, uh, an evil thing was done to you. If you react and do the evil thing, guess what? You have given. It, it's going to come back to you. Good measure, press down, checking together and running over. So that is why in most cases, people who are violated, if they are not taught of the principles that govern this life, this is what they do. They give negative attitude. They do bad things back. And guess what? Bad things come back to them. So you'll find a person saying, man, I, I do not know why bad things keep on happening to me. Number one, you know, I was abused by my aunt, I was abused by my mother, I was abused by my dad. And after that, it was so and so, and after this was so and so. I've never had break in my life. Whoa, 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 whoa. Have you What's that? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever pondered and learned about the principles that governs the universe? If you can keep quiet and be willing to learn, you will notice that you are not the victim. It is just that you are ignorant of the laws that governs this universe. There are laws that God has created. If you honor these laws, if you respect these laws, it shall be well with you. So, if you understand this principle already, now this is what happens when somebody does something bad to you what do you do mm. i'm not going to react and do something bad against that person because the lord does not count if you're giving it does not count that you are reacting it takes the fact that you have given and guess what it shall come back to you good measure press down shaken together and running over so what do we do when someone does something bad to us, number one, we seek for justice. If we can't find justice, trust the law. Have faith on this law. Leave things as is and trust the law. I'm not saying forgive. That's not forgiveness. That's not forgiveness. All I'm saying, trust the law. 
this boomerang law of giving whatsoever that person has given to you young or old that thing is going to come back to him good measure pressed down shaken together and running over so what is it that you need to do when you trust the law now you relax because in your heart you know he's going to get what's coming because you know the law works and then now you are able to receive comfort you are able to receive restoration the problem is if you are not a believer if you don't believe in this law that whatsoever a person gives it shall come back to him you will watch you will want to see you will want to see things happen to that person and if you don't see them in your time frame those things happening to you you'll get frustrated but your focus will always be on that person man i want to see him suffer man i want to see that person you know get what he get what he deserve guess what when you are focused on something you miss out on something good that is happening around you Okay. Now there's a there is a scripture that I also want to read it is in uh it is 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 21 and 23. No no no. Verse 21 2 23. And even here unto where he called because Christ also suffered for us leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps. Who did no sin neither was guile found in his mouth. who when he was reviled reviled not again when he suffered he threatened not but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously ooh this is beautiful do you know what this verse is saying it is saying jesus himself applied this principle when people were insulting him when he was you know abused he did not even speak bad why because he knew if i say anything bad because something bad has happened to me i am giving and whatsoever i'm giving is going to come back to me good measure pressed and shaken together and running over is the law so what did jesus do he kept quiet amen he kept quiet and what what did he do mentally the bible says he trusted god he committed himself to him that judgeth righteously in other words he committed himself to the principle that they will get what's coming do you know why jesus said father forgive them that's another statement that is uh misinterpreted and misused Jesus did not forgive anyone on the cross. He said, "Father, you forgive them." Because he was not in the position to punish anyone. He had no uh power at that time, authority at that time to punish anyone. So he relied on God. He said, "Lord, I know these people are going to get what's coming to them, but I'm feeling so Do you see that? I am feeling sorry for them already." So this is how much of faith that Jesus had towards this law. He was being abused, he was on the cross, he was bleeding, he was in pain. But when 
he realized the pain that he had. He said, oh my, the pain that these people are going to get in return is worse. So that is why I said, oh Lord, please forgive them. Amen. So he did not forgive anyone. He allowed God who was in the position to reverse this principle, to cancel this principle to do so. But anyway, he left it to God. All right. Uh, I want to use an illustration. I, 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 I'm not sure whether you know the story of Job, but most people know the story of Job. The Bible says there was a man by the name of Job. This man had beautiful kids. This man was rich. This man was a good man. And to cut the long story, chapter one, something happened. But I want to focus on few things. Verse 15 says, And the Sabians fell on them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and only am escaped. Sorry, I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Now, this is a servant of Job. He is coming to Job to tell him what happened. He said, The Sabians came and killed everybody. I'm the only one who escaped. And verse 17 says, while he says, while he was yet speaking, there came also another, another, what, another what, seven, and said, the Chaldeans made out three bands and fell on their camels, and they carried them away. Yeah, they slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. See now, Job had people who were identifying the Sabians and the Chaldeans. They were the ones who killed his servants. They are the ones who stole his property. If Job did not trust the principle, the boomerang principle of giving, that whatsoever these people have given to me, it's going to come back to them, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. He was never going to enjoy Comfort and restoration. Why? Because he had to look and look for those Sabians to see that they get what they deserved. He had to search and look for those Chaldeans so that he see to it that they get what they deserve. But Job did not do that. Job relaxed. He trusted the principle. He trusted the law. He had faith in the principle that whatsoever they have given, it's going to come back to them, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And as a result of that, Job was able now, because his focus was not in seeing people getting what they deserve. His focus was on, I trust the law, it's going to work. I trust the principle is going to work and I'm only waiting for comfort now. Guess what? The Lord comforted him. The Lord restored him. If Job was still focusing on making sure that those people will get what they deserve, he was never going to enjoy his money. He was never going to enjoy his, his, uh, his new babies. You know, he got uh, uh, new children, uh, uh, new donkeys, new whatsoever. The Bible says Job was uh, more richer than what he was before. 
What are you learning from this? What are we learning from this? Let's trust the principle of giving. Whatsoever people are giving, it's going to come back to them. Good measure, press down, check in together, and run over. Whatsoever you are giving, it's going to come back to you. Good measure, press down together, and running over. Amen. Now, uh, we're going towards the end now. Luke chapter 7, verse 47. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much. But to him, to whom little is, give, is forgiven, the same loveth little. Now, these are the words of Jesus that Jesus spoke after he was accused of allowing a woman to touch him, you know, and, and, and wash him and wash his feet with her hair and, and, and everything. So Jesus pointed at something. I've written about this in my book, Codes of Forgiveness. Jesus pointed this out. He says, a person who is forgiven will love much. If he is forgiven a lot, he will love much. He was giving us a principle that forgiveness does not work if the one who is forgiven, one, does not know he's forgiven because it must activate love. It must activate mercy. People must see mercy when they are forgiven. So I have heard people saying, you know, when people, when uh, they've been violated, a girl has been raped and, you know, a girl is being tormented by the thought that, you know, I want vengeance. I want that person to get what they deserve when that person is occupied with those thoughts instead of telling that girl, listen here, my dear, maybe the police may fail you. Maybe uh, this guy is a rich man. He can bribe whosoever he can bribe and get away with it. But there is a law that was created by the almighty God. This law works. It, 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 it does not take, uh, it does not uh, have favoritism, rich or poor, it cannot be bribed. Whatsoever a person gives, if it's evil, it is going to come back to him, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Trust me, my daughter, that man is going to get what he deserves. This law works. Instead of opening the eyes of the victims to see this wonderful law that has been working since the earth was created. We just tell people, forgive people. Ah! Now, if people are taught to have faith, have faith in this law, have faith in God, whatsoever is happening in your life, good or bad, if you're giving, it's going to come back to you. If it's given to you, whosoever has given to you, it's going to come back to him. Good measure, press down, check and together and running over. So once you understand that principle, once you embrace that principle, once you have faith in that principle, you are now addressed. Guess what? You are now focused on being comforted, being restored. Many people who are victims of abuse, who are victims of, 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 of crime, they are never comforted and restored. Why? Because most people are telling them, forgive that person. 
Just imagine you are in pain and you want you're seeking justice and you don't even have faith to forgive. And here comes a person tell you forgive. You even feel bad now. You feel bad that I don't. I, there is nothing in me that says I must forgive that person because. You can't forgive a person you cannot hurt. Because forgiveness is what? Is cancellation of payment, cancellation of debt. You are in authority to cancel the payment, to cancel what that particular person needs to get. You are in the position of authority. If a person is not in the position of, of authority, stop telling people to forgive. Tell people to trust the principle of giving. Whatsoever has been given to them, it's going to come back. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. We're about to conclude now. There is a statement, uh, there is a, a parable that Jesus did or, or, or taught about in the book of Luke chapter 18. But I'm just going to read the few verses, verse 6 and 7. This is what he said. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust, unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear them long with them, so he bear long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? What is that faith all about? Is the faith in the law of vengeance. The law which says, whatsoever people did to you, it will come back to them. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. This is Enai Malevu. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This episode, shalom.